Welcome to our crew highlights. In this series, we'll get to know Earth Guardians leaders across Europe and Africa and learn how they are shaping their communities. Hi everyone and welcome back to our podcast series, uh, Crew to Crew. Today I'm with a new guest. Um, I am very happy and honored to welcome Isaac from Earth Guardians Belize. Um, hello Isaac, how are you doing? Yes, hi, how are you Luca? I'm okay and thank you very much. I'm great, thank you. Thank you for uh, taking some time to talk to me today and to share your uh, experience with Earth Guardians and um, yeah, what, what you've done uh, so far with Earth Guardians. Um, okay. I will just start us off um, with a short introduction. Um, yeah, just if you can shortly introduce yourself, who you are, um, what you've been doing with Earth Guardians and uh, since when you're part of the organization. All right, uh, thank you very much, Luca. It's uh, an honor to be on the program. And uh, I thank you very much to all the listeners out there. Yeah, so my name's uh, Isaac Mulindi. I'm actually a Zambian and I'm um, a crew uh, coordinator for Earth Guardian Elise. And uh, Earth Guardian Elise, is uh, actually a Zambian-based uh, crew, uh, which is, uh, as the name says, uh, ELISE is actually Environmental Literacy Initiative for Zambia. So we can, in a nutshell, say Earth Guardians Environmental Literacy Initiative for Zambia. So ours is basically uh, about um, uh, the literacy levels, to uplift the literacy levels you know, among community members, yeah. And uh, we started uh, last year uh, around uh, June and uh, we officially got registered by the government uh, in the late uh, November. And we are now in full throttle and very much uh, operational and we are on the ground. Yeah, so basically that is the introduction and uh, myself, I'm. Um, I'm a, a University of Zambia graduate. Yeah, I did my, uh, my business studies, uh, purchasing and supply management. I did my marketing. And I also had the privilege to study in the Emirates, uh, uh, Arab, uh, in, uh, that's particularly in Dubai, where I did uh, certification uh, of um, my marketing as a professional. I was actually certified professional by the American Management Institute based in uh, Dubai. And uh, that is how I came to be able to actually uh, oversee or rather be the vision carrier for environmental literacy initiative for Zambia Earth Guardian in particular. Thank you. That's great. That's great to hear. And congratulations, first of all, to get to be registered um, in, in Zambia as an organization, that's a huge step and congratulations to that. Um, yeah, just to know a little bit more, um, why did you get involved with Earth Guardians or with the environmental movement at first? Mm. All right, uh, uh, an interesting question. Mm, actually, uh, look, I, uh, when I mentioned about my studies outside the country, 
uh, in Dubai in particular. Uh, it was at that point when I began to realize that I need to do something when I go back home uh, in Zambia and uh, in Africa in general, I realized I needed to do something because I, I visited a country that is in a desert, a country that, is, um, that doesn't experience the rains that we do experience here in Africa. And I, I, I thought to myself, how do these people manage? Why is it green when they don't have the rains? Why, why are people flocking into uh, Dubai to come and uh, play with the water? to come and uh, uh, you know, watch the greens in a desert. So from that point, I began to think um, this was done by a human being. And obviously uh, a youth like me had to give birth to this vision. And I thought, let me go back home and do something. Now I looked at uh, my country, Zambia and thought, what is it that uh, I can do here that would uh, actually be of help to the majority Zambians in the communities? And uh, that is how I, I looked at the area of the environment. And I discovered to say the world at large is fighting a climate. I must mention, Luca, that uh, when I was uh, uh, outside the country, I saw uh, how the countries that are based in the desert are planting trees. And because they were planting trees, somehow the seasons began to change and somehow the rains started, you know? And uh, I, could, I could see how they managed to, to control the temperatures using trees. We could go under the tree and get some breeze of some fresh air. Immediately you leave the trees, it's hot. So I knew the importance of the environment. And when I came back home, I had to start from somewhere. I needed to sensitize. But then uh, community members would not just accept any concept that comes until they understand what it is that will benefit them. So um, luckily, when I uh, started um, you know, this, uh, this particular quest for environmental literacy, that is when the new government had actually taken over uh, into Zambia. So the new government initially had a program for people that want to venture into environmental awareness programs. And so they formed a, a ministry called uh, uh, Green Economy and Environment a Ministry. It's a government ministry, particularly to look at the issues of climate change. And uh, that was an opportunity. We found people that would understand us uh, in terms of authority and, uh, and, and uh, leadership. So then we needed to go down into the communities and tell them, do not cut this tree. But then you don't just tell them not to cut the tree. You need to tell them why they shouldn't cut the tree. So because of that reaction, we thought we needed to uplift the literacy levels in the environmental areas so that when we go on with this awareness campaign uh, to do with uh, uh, environmental justice and, uh, and, uh, and the climate change issues, people will be able to understand us clearly. And so that is how the, the, the vision was born. And I looked for people that can help me because this is a very big thing that needed help. So I went online and uh, I discovered uh, 
Earth Guardians. And uh, I, I, I met uh, the Earth Guardian uh, you know, uh, crew members online and somehow they liked the idea of us you know, coming up with awareness program in, in areas of the environment. And that's how they accepted our crew and uh, they brought us on board. Yeah, and uh, thereafter we spoke to the Zambian government to say we've been brought on board by this mother body that is actually also in, in, in ensuring youths are equipped with uh, issues to do with decolonization, environment, and so on. And so the government liked the idea and they gave us a recommendation letter and Earth Guardian uh, Global also gave us a recommendation letter put together, we managed to register and that is how our journey began uh, so far. No, that's great. That's great to hear um, an awesome journey so far and um, mm -hmm. maybe on that note and, and also maybe it's a little bit about uh, your future uh, projects, but how do you go about raising uh, awareness about environmental issues or um, increasing or uh, improving environmental literacy in Zambia? Um, we heard last year, for example, about uh, Walong in Cameroon, who told us that for him, the best way to approach people was through community meetings or through churches, through schools. Um, how is it in Zambia? All right, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, um, our approach uh, was, um, was simple in the sense that uh, we knew what people want. People want to receive something before they can listen to you. I, I, I shouldn't generalize uh, to say people, but the Zambian communities, before they listen to you, they need to receive something. So what we did, we went to the media. We went to the media and we made sure it, uh, it, uh, it, 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 it put us on the limelight. And uh, we began to donate to those people that are already into uh, environmental programs such as recycling, reuse and reduce. So those individuals that are in those programs, we identified them along the, the ring roads of Lusaka city. And we began to distribute gumboots, protective clothing, bearing our logo. And thereafter, because of uh, the, 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 the new technology in terms of uh, coverage, the social media and the, some television stations were able to capture us. And also we managed to put up a few documentaries. So people knew to say there is actually Earth Guardian Elise here, and this is what they do. Then we ventured in programs like um, uh, visiting the communities and uh, teaching them about uh, organic fertilizers. And also we, we began uh, to teach communities about um, the use of uh, charcoal bricklets. That is uh, in areas where we discouraged the you know, cutting of trees and uh, encouraged afforestation. We, we introduced uh, a concept of uh, using uh, the charcoal bricklets. Those are agriculture residues that are carbonized and put in charcoal making machines to make a substitute for their cooking. So we 
we sold this idea to say, actually, you shouldn't cut the trees. If it is charcoal that you want, if you want them for energy, you know, to cook, this is the substitute. And then somehow we started visiting people that have these machines actually. Yeah, and we publicized them to say, there are these people that have these machines, all they are doing is they're picking the sawdust, the, the, the residues that are coming from the plants, and also they are picking the agro, you know, wastes. Uh, after the harvest, you know, uh, Zambia depends on, uh, uh, on maize as a staple food. So there's maize uh, crops everywhere. Now, once you remove the maize, what remains is considered to be useless. So that is the thing we told them we can actually carbonize this, put in the machine and it will produce some charcoal bricklets that we can use for cooking in our homes. And uh, we also did that by introducing a few, you know, stickers just to sample so that people can be reading uh, uh, to say they can actually do that and be able to save, you know, uh, the trees. Then we've also, you know, used, uh, taken advantage of the social media to make sure every day we are sending something out there. We have uh, Earth Guardian Elise Facebook page. And uh, uh, also we have our crew members that are based in each community. They have Facebook pages for those uh, particular communities. So somehow we are using social media to reach out to the communities out there to let them uh, get the awareness program. And uh, that is uh, the step we've made so far. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's fascinating to hear and also hear that you're not only present or um, working on one environmental issue, but multiple at the same time and that mm -hmm. uh, you can find uh, solutions. Like you said, like you're not using a part of the maze and you can use it um, to solve an environmental issue. Like finding these uh, creative ideas is, is really inspiring. And what, how was the feedback from the communities? Um, are they using more and more your solutions? How is the feedback? Yeah, so uh, in terms of uh, the feedback, um, we have noticed to say people are willing, but they somehow do not have the capacity. So a few uh, uh, individuals in the communities that have the capacity have actually adapted to the new means of uh, uh, preserving the environment. Uh, I've, I've, I've seen uh, in, in the areas of uh, energy, a lot of houses have subscribed actually to, to using of uh, these uh, charcoal bricklets, but the market is so, you know, it, 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 is, it is not yet largely, uh, you know, uh, distributed in terms of where to buy the charcoal bricklets. The market is not very much widely, you know, advertised such that only a few individuals that can afford to reach that market have actually adopted. And also uh, somehow the feedback is there in the sense that, um, people are forced to look for cheaper ways of life in, their, in, in terms of livelihoods. They have, uh, they've discovered to say, whatever is expensive is actually against nature. Yeah, they are able to, to switch on a full plate cooker 
and at the end of the day, they are running out of power. But those that are using charcoal bricklets and uh, uh, other means uh, such as uh, uh, gas stoves and so on are able to save a little bit compared to that one who is using. So situations are also forcing people to, to begin to adapt to the new means. And we've kept on talking about it. And a lot of them have actually begun to, to adapt. Now, on the other hand, the other you know, members in the community that do not have the capacity to do that, that's uh, actually in our pipeline to, uh, to actually cushion whatever it is they do. Because the reason they gave us is that they are selling, uh, you know, uh, they are selling uh, charcoal, for example, so that they can feed their families. And they are telling us to say, uh, we do not have, you know, the capacity to buy the machines that actually make charcoal bricklets. So what we've done, we have begun to apply for grants uh, from the government, uh, from the American embassies, uh, uh, in Zambia, there is a program for the American uh, Embassy Ambassador Grant, where we've applied for two charcoal uh, bricklet making machines. And if that uh, grant was given to us, it's, uh, that is where we want to start from. We have actually in, uh, identified community areas where we want to place one and the other one in a different community area so that community members will now have a center where they can go and buy these charcoal bricklets. And believe you me, Luca, once we do that, we can now engage the, the Zambia police and the law because we are also into uh, you know, uh, lawsuits for those individuals that are not complying with the environmental justice laws. So, once we provide a solution, we don't expect any member to actually go against. So once we involve or engage these uh, law enforcers to say there is a substitute, so you are not expected to cut any tree in this area, they will have to obey and subscribe to us. For now, it is very difficult even for law enforcers to stop people from cutting the trees when they are crying to say this is our source of livelihood so we we are coming in to provide you know uh, a, a substitute so that people won't have an excuse yeah to that and sometimes when we are sleeping that's the time when they are actually destroying the environment and once you catch them it's already too late you can imagine sometimes you can impound a truck carrying maybe 700 bags of charcoal by 50 kg that is a large area of trees. Now, this happens every day, uh, Luca. So uh, this means that the activities are happening when law enforcers are sleeping. So once a solution has been found, once we impound such a, a you know, such a cargo, which is uh, illegal, contrary to environmental laws, that individual may actually uh, be facing the laws in the courts of law and be judged according to, because these laws are there again, uh, Luca. The laws are there, even in the constitution of Zambia, the laws that protect the environment are there, but people don't follow them because of the literacy levels. 
they, that is where we are again coming in to make sure they know so that there is no more ignorance. Sometimes, uh, look, uh, you find your neighbor is burning, uh, you know, uh, you know, burning uh, the garbage, whatever garbage they've collected in the past one week, they'll be burning them. And the smoke is actually getting into the other house. Now in that house where the smoke is going, you find there's an asthmatic person. And that person will suffer to the extent of death, sometimes to the extent of being admitted in the hospital. And no one will do anything about it. But the laws are there. Burning is prohibited. Just like anywhere else, even here in Zambia, burning is prohibited. But there's a blind spot somewhere where even the law enforcers are a bit relaxed because the members are ignorant. So this is where we are coming in, Luca, in a nutshell. Yeah, in, in reality, the laws exist and it's more about providing solutions or substitutes to uh, the population and also raising awareness that these solutions or these uh, substitutes exist, right? Yes, exactly. And um, would you say, because you talked about, about a lot about um, the trees that are getting cut, uh, but now also a little bit about binning, um, what would you say are like the most important or like the main environmental issues Zambia is facing? Is it like deforestation or is it in general like this environmental illiteracy? Um, is there any other maybe environmental issues that uh, your communities are facing? Yes, uh, actually um, environmental uh, uh, illiteracy is actually number one. Once uh, we prepare our mindset, then we can go to the second problems. Actually, the second one is issues of garbage disposal. The garbage disposal issue, if you visited my town, uh, look, uh, the, you find someone is actually throwing garbage. And when you ask them, they will tell you, we haven't seen a, a garbage bin anywhere or a dustbin. So why should I carry this empty bottle throughout when I, I haven't seen where to throw it? Okay, so they'll just throw like that. Another one throws, another one throws. Now at the end of the week, the entire drainage system is blocked by garbage. And when it begins, uh, when, when the, the, the rains, like right now it's rainy season. When the rains uh, begin, uh, it can't, uh, the, the water can't have a smooth flow in the drainages because the drainages are blocked with uh, garbage. And so the market areas, you find the market areas that are surrounding town, all the drainages are blocked. And because of that, the, the, the water is getting filled up and spilling in the, in the tarmac. And it goes like uh, anyhow. So whenever there's an outbreak of cholera disease, for example, that's the source. Whenever there's an outbreak of malaria, that's the source. Whenever there's an outbreak of any other, uh, you know, waterborne uh, disease and so on, it's coming from there, look. And so remember it started with someone throwing trash 
carelessly. And now it has ended up with hospitals being filled with malaria, cholera, uh, you know, airborne diseases, dysentery, and all these diseases that come because of uh, dirty and, and, and water. So the death rates are actually increasing. What's the reason? It's because someone threw something in the drainage. And now we can consider this also to be a very big pro uh, problem, uh, Look, And then the third problem that I would say, uh, apart from uh, uh, literacy levels uh, and um, the, the, the garbage disposal, is the third uh, problem is actually um, the, the corporate world. The corporate world, and it's actually coming back to, to the issue of law, uh, the, uh, the laws. The corporate world is not taking care of the premises. Let's say the, 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 the social, you know, corporate responsibility for the companies that we have in our country. You find a bank is situated uh, maybe uh, in the heart of uh, Lusaka town, for example, you, we have different banks. And this bank has a social responsibility to ensure at least 100 yards squared, there is no garbage. And if at all a drainage has passed there, it has to be done. There are industrial areas where we have these uh, uh, beer producing companies. You find just outside their fence, the drainages are blocked because the same sachets of beer which they produce, you know, people are drinking outside and they're throwing the same sachets in the, in the drainage. And uh, Earth Guardian Elise is, is, uh, is there to ensure that the corporate social responsibility is followed by these companies. Now we need help in terms of muscle. We need a proper legal system. We need um, uh, help from uh, bodies such as the government, uh, the donors, and other environmental stakeholders and 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 uh, stakeholders and uh, other NGOs that are in the environmental sector. We need uh, to come uh, together and. Uh, help out the situation because some of these companies are actually owned by uh, you know, people that are considered to be so powerful in, in, the, in the corporate world. And somehow you know, they have uh, a, a bunch of you know, lawyers and so on. So sometimes it's a challenge for us, but our journey is actually to get there. And so, that is another challenge, Luca, the corporate social responsibility not being followed properly by the companies that are running these institutions here in Zambia. So we are looking forward to a day when we can actually force them to take care of the premises where they are operating from. And the other problem that we have, uh, uh, Luke, is actually, um, uh, we, we have actually drought you find uh, the rain pattern is, um, is between uh, November, uh, uh, November, late October, November to somewhere April. That is the normal rain pattern that we have in the Southern region, uh, especially Zambia in particular. So Africa depends on agriculture and 
uh, irrigation is expensive. So we wait for the rains to come. Then we begin to, to prepare the land for, for the farming season. And to, 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 to do that, we start around November uh, to prepare the land. By December, we should be planting, yeah? Yeah, towards uh, Christmas and uh, New Year, we should be planting. And January, February, March, we should be harvesting our crops. Now, because of the disturbance in the environmental cycle by uh, the, 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 the industries that are producing too much smoke, you know, by the same issue of uh, cutting trees. So you find the rains will not show up on the time when it is supposed to show up. The rains will come maybe late in uh, uh, January to February. So it means that the farmers that planted in December, hoping that the rains will come and water their crops, all the crops will be destroyed and they will not germinate. They will have to replant again in January. Now, that is a wastage. Look, uh, that is a very big wastage because a lot of input has been you know, put out there for the farming season. So at the end of the day, you find the harvest is actually is minimal and there is hunger in the country. Why? It's because we didn't take care of the environmental situation in our own country. Because right now, uh, the maize are not yet ready, but the rains are still pouring, which means that they will go to waste, okay? They will go to waste. The maize should be able to get dry and the rain should go. That is the, the normal pattern. So that the maize is now grinded and millimule is produced for the staple food in the Southern Africa. So the maize are now dry, but the rains are still there. The entire system has been disturbed. So it means that it will start germinating while it's on the crop. Again, it will start germinating and that cannot be used for consumption. So this is another challenge. There are uh, countless challenges, uh, Luca, that uh, Zambia is facing. And I must uh, agree that uh, looking at the research and interaction with my fellow uh, Earth Guardian crew members in other countries, there's a similar situation. It's like the problem that Zambia is facing is actually being faced by other countries in Africa. But uh, we are very much concentrating on uh, Zambia particularly to ensure that we can get rid of some of these problems. It is a human error and it can be corrected and everything can be okay. That's why we want everyone to upgrade the mindset so that together we can fight the, the environmental, environmental problems. Yeah. Yes, and, and it sounds like a lot of these other issues or, uh, for example, as you mentioned, like uh, the problem of famine or like the crops not producing enough or um, the seasons are getting also changed um, is coming a lot from this environmental illiteracy that you're trying to mm. um, come to fight and also to improve environmental literacy in uh, your community and that a lot of these um, even 
for example, the garbage disposal are results from ripple effects and from small actions that are taking place every day. Um, and when you mentioned and when you were talking about uh, the corporate world and also a little bit in the uh, about garbage disposal, would you say is there also a lack of infrastructure or is it just a lack of uh, environmental literacy? Okay, uh, the first one is actually environmental literacy. That yeah. is, uh, that's a challenge. You know, whatever way we can look at our problems in Zambia, it is all going back to the same thing. Because um, we approached some of the companies actually to ask them why they are not providing, you know, uh, waste bins uh, uh, outside their premises for people to throw whatever they are, they are buying and, 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 and whatever they are throwing. And uh, the response that we get is that uh, the same members are actually stealing the beans. So you can see, uh, uh, Luca, for a person to steal a bean, it means they don't know the importance of what they are stealing. And they don't know uh, actually uh, how they contribute to uh, you know, environmental crisis by stealing that, that bin. So you find that in an area of 50 meters, because we need at least every 50 meters, we put up a bin in, in CBDs, in, uh, in business areas, we need to put up bins where people can be throwing these garbages. But then the community members are stealing these bins. If it's uh, if it's a plastic bin, they will get it and uh, they, will, they will sell it to plastic recyclers. If it's a metal bin, they will get it and they will sell it to metal recyclers. They will, have, they will destroy it to make it look like a waste. And then now it, it's actually, you know, uh, two things that are causing this is the literacy levels and also an issue to do with hunger and poverty. So it is actually the same explanation that I gave that if we take care of the environment, we are going to have adequate food. And once we have adequate food, there'll be no hunger in the, in the, in the household, uh, you know, in the livelihoods of uh, these uh, community members. And if there is no hunger, there will be no stealing of, there will be no petty theft, okay? And at the same time, there will be improvement in terms of understanding what it is um, uh, they, they, they have to do in order to help the community. We have uh, one of the shows that we had, uh, um, it was televised on one of uh, Zambia television uh, you know, broadcasts. Uh, it was hosted by um, us, Earth Guardian Elise crew, and we invited a few individuals from uh, different uh, organizations. And we also invited uh, the Keep Zambia Clean ambassador, uh, a, a, a Simon Mwewa, who appeared on the show. And actually, if uh, those that watch that, the Keep Zambia Clean ambassador himself actually narrated the situation, even in his documentaries to say, uh, uh, people are throwing anyhow because they don't have 
provision of where they should throw those things. And the reason they don't have is the people that, you know, donate these things are tired of donating because the same community members are stealing. So yes, it is an issue of uh, literacy levels. And also, uh, Earth Guardian Elise uh, is there to encourage the stakeholders, the government, the corporate world, not to give up, but to come up with, uh, to upgrade, you know, uh, we have actually, maybe when I talk about our future, you know, our future uh, programs, we have actually uh, redesigned the type of uh, waste bins that we, we want to install in town. We've redesigned, we want to use um, uh, something that cannot be uh, uh, removed. Once you place it in the ground, it can't be removed. At the same time, it should have a provision for a pivot, sort of um, a metal drum, which can have some nuts in the sides. And then the garbage collectors, once they come, it should be able to tilt, they remove their garbage and leave it hanging like that. So that even those people that want to steal, they will not be able to remove that thing. At least, even if they can steal, it's not worth it because they will have to find the, the axles and the chisels and, and all those things for them to remove. So they'll find it not worth it and they'll just leave it there. So the corporate world can go that way, but they know it's a bit expensive and they're trying to shy away. So we want to remind them as Earth Guardian Elise that no, actually that is what we want. We've actually put it all in the plan and we want to set up um, example or uh, demonstrative you know, uh, 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 kinds of uh, such bins where we want to put Earth Guardian Elise stickers and uh, put it in on social media and also call some television, uh, you know, uh, studios to come and, uh, you know, televise it so that other corporate worlds can see what it is that we are talking about. Yeah, yeah. you saw, uh, look, uh, the, the technology that was introduced concerning the, the COVID-19 you know, where someone will just, you know, step uh, using the foot and they would wash their hands or they would get sanitized simply by stepping, yes. you know, you, everyone yes. has seen that one. So that is, that, is, uh, that is an improvement, isn't it? Because someone wanted to give an excuse, Luca, to say, no, you can't be holding hands again, the same sanitizer, you get COVID. Then someone said, no we can actually use this one and they provide it. So that is what we want to do. We want to provide a different kind of something that cannot be stolen, something that cannot be removed so that we do not have an excuse. Yeah. No, thank you for sharing. And I think that's also a really important view about this issue that a lot is coming from environmental illit illiteracy and also on uh, this view on uh, how you can basically not necessarily totally solve poverty, but at least go about it and, and find solutions. And I'll be sure following um, this this program you have. I, I mean, the idea sounds really cool and uh, I hope it, it will work out, work out uh, like you wish it. Um, maybe do you have any uh, closing thoughts or something you haven't 
had time so far to share and that you would want to share uh, to tell your community or also whoever is listening to us? All right, um, actually, um, we, like we've already stated, uh, we are looking forward to, you know, uh, working with anybody out there, anybody around that can, uh, can you know, would be of, of the same, you know, mindset to ensure that uh, environmental justice and, uh, you know, the, 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 the fight against, uh, you know, uh, climate injustices and, and uh, pollution, you know, and all that, you know, land, air, and, and, and whatever it is that we advocate for, we need people to help us in, in any way. And also, I must mention, Luca, to say, uh, I had actually sent one of the, the projects that we've put in place to, uh, to Earth Guardian crew members so that uh, together we can go through that list and uh, see where we should, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, adjust. Yeah, we 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 have intended to take a countrywide, you know, campaign um, this year. Uh, uh, if at all we manage to fundraise the resources that we are looking for, we have a challenge uh, local in Zambia where sometimes you find an animal has been bashed on the road. You know, Zambia has, uh, has a lot of national parks, yeah, game reserve areas, and uh, a lot of natural resources. And so in these highways, you find sometimes an animal has been bashed by the a running vehicle, and uh, it's regularly. And so we have embarked on a, a quest to provide signposts that are protecting these animals. Each time uh, the motorists are approaching the national park, we want to put signposts to show that the animals are ahead, reduce speed. And so we, we have intended to you know, distribute this kind of uh, uh, signposts uh, all over the country. That is part of awareness. And also we have actually, um, planned to produce about uh, 1,000 car stickers, environmental car stickers. And these environmental car stickers, we want to stick them on public uh, mini buses, you know, that are carrying, are ferrying people from um, urban to rural. So each sticker will have its own message in the language the people in that route understand. So for example, in Zambia, in the southern part of Zambia, we have the Tonga speaking people. They may not have the privilege to understand the English language, but definitely they're able to read the Tonga language because they, they are born with that language. So the mini buses that ferry people to southern provinces from Lusaka, the capital city, each one should have a sticker written in Tonga that they should recycle, reduce, and reuse. For example, they should not cut trees. They should reduce speed in order for them to reduce carbon emissions, and so on. In the northern region, we put them in the Bemba language, according to the way people understand, as part of awareness. 
Then we also intend to um, produce about 1,000, you know, exercise books and distribute in schools for free. Now, these exercise books are writing books for children in schools, but only the cover, we want to redesign the cover. We want to put environmental messages there. Yeah, for example, we put reduce, recycle and reuse, don't cut trees and, and save water. And, uh, you know, so once we put on the covers for these books and then we distribute in schools for free, children will be able to read on this cover and they'll be carrying these books until their home, back to school home. So every day people will begin, will begin to understand and at least somehow they will be understanding what it is they are reading on that book and it will be helping. And so we also have put in place shows that uh, we need to involve musicians, these artists to actually uh, produce some songs that are environmental you know, awareness songs and also do some live shows in theaters. We want to involve comedians in theaters and, and these uh, you know, dramatists to do some shows about the environment countrywide. So we've uh, put all this, I'm sure Luca, you, you will have a copy if you have access to Earth Guardian crew uh, email. The copy, we have sent a copy there so that uh, you guys can check on it and then see where we need to adjust as, 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 as a crew um, uh, leadership that side. And then after that authorization, we will distribute it to donors and government and see if they can assist us with the funding to, to go ahead and implement this program. So those are part of the programs that we want to do, Luca. We also want to print t-shirts that are environmental, uh, uh, that are carrying environmental messages so that we can distribute to all the Earth Guardian crew members countrywide and also uh, distribute to um, uh, members of the community, such as the minibus drivers, the taxi drivers, and so on. At least if we do this uh, uh, this year and next year, it's, it's not a simple, you know, we don't expect the mindset of every Zambian to change overnight, but at least we are confident that at the end of five years, we are going to have a different generation and these programs that we are talking about, I mean, the problems that we are talking about will be something of uh, history and we will have to face, to face new you know, challenges compared to these ones that we've had for the past 50 years, ever since we got independence. It's time we get rid of them. And that is the more reason why we want to come in and see if we can uh, help out in this quest. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing and also for all that work. I mean, it all sounds like great ideas and and all in all a great program to change the mindset or really bring a new generation um, of Zambians that uh, will change the country and the country's view uh, about environmental issues and, and climate change. And uh, I think you're all doing a great work and I'm really, really hyped to see uh, where all is, this is gonna go. Um, I have a last question, um, which we always ask uh, during this podcast. I'm a little bit curious 
uh, about this. And it's just um, about what is your favorite aspect about nature in Zambia? All right, actually it's um, because I'm an adventurous person. I like, mm -hmm. um, you know, adventure per se. And so my, that's why you see me uh, in whatever my programmings, I don't want to leave out the, 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 the living things. The living things are actually my first, uh, you know, my, I, I prioritize all my efforts in the fight um, against environmental uh, injustices to living things. That is people and, um, and animals. In, in uh, uh, whether in the water, in the, in the national parks and so on. That is my favorite area. And most of the time look like last time when we were supposed to have um, uh, this discussion, I was actually out, uh, I had gone into what they call Zambes National Park. I had the privilege to, to just watch some, some animals there and, and also, uh, you know, I had to take a look at uh, uh, something that is, uh, you know, going on in that area where we, we hear that people are actually mining because they've discovered some gold in the, in the Zambezi National Park. And so we've already sent our petitions that they should stop the mining, but I had to go there personally and take a look. And um, it's really sad that uh, us human beings, because we want money, we can do anything and we can actually turn the, 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 the national parks or the home for other living things upside down, just because we want to get some minerals out. It's very sad and it touches me so much because I'm a nature person, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry to hear that. and. Yeah, it's always, I mean, it's really sad to see what people are ready to do just for, for money. And um, but I'm sure that nature and, and biodiversity is really beautiful in Zambia. And I hope it will be conserved and uh, that, um, yeah, we, we can conserve and uh, also save this, this beauty and um, this important aspect of the earth. I mean, it's just very beautiful just to see um and and to enjoy and um it's truly also a chance mm -hmm. to to have all of this um thank you for sharing all of this isaac um it was a great great time talking to you uh learning a little bit more about what you're doing with earth guardians elise and uh all your amazing programs uh i wish you all the best of luck and hope that all of this um, will prove a great change or will bring a great change um, for your community and for the country. And that maybe also other individuals, uh, would it be in Zambia or elsewhere in the world, uh, will get inspired by you, your actions. Uh, thank you for your time. And I wish you all the best, a great day and take care. All right, thank you very much, Luca. It's good to have uh, had the chance to speak with you and uh, have a good day. Thank you.